Welcome to this episode of Take 15. I'm Lauren Foster, Content Director at CFA Institute, and joining me today is Lucy Kellaway. Lucy is an author and longtime columnist for the Financial Times. Her weekly column pokes fun at management fads and jargon and comments on the ups and downs of office life. She's been described as a crusader against corporate spin and a master of satire. It's a great pleasure to have Lucy here today. Thanks for joining us. So let's start with office life because pretty much everyone can relate to that. And you've written two books on that, uh, Sense and Nonsense in the Office and Answers All the Questions You Never Dared to Ask yeah. uh, and the novel In Office Hours. So a two-part question. What makes for miserable office life and what actually improves office life? Um, we think that it's all about the management and the company. It's not. It's about who's sitting near you, basically. Mm. If you have the good luck to be sitting with right. people who you really like who are around you, office life is not going to be awful. Um, I mean, you may not want to stay forever, right. but that's going to be fun. Equally, what yeah. makes office life really, really hideous um, is when you dislike the people who you're working with yeah. and you dislike your immediate boss. Okay. So the grander stuff is, is much more sort of second order. Okay. Um, it's, it's pretty immediate. So what can you actually do, though? If you don't like you sitting around, you don't really have much choice to change things. Well, actually, these days you can work at home. Yeah. So there's always that. <laughs> Although there are problems with that, too. Um, but, yeah, I mean... If you are stuck in an organization with people who you really don't like yeah. and you don't fit, then you need to go. Mm -hmm. um, it's sort of as, it's, it's as easy as that. Okay. Unless you're in an organization with lots of mobility and right. then you just need to sort of go, you need to go somewhere else. But it is just, I mean, it is the fundamental thing. Yeah. And it's probably why I've stayed so long at the FT okay. because there are so many people who I like that. That's great. So I've heard you say that you never run out of things to write about <laughs> and you refer to yourself as the chief BS correspondent. Um, so tell me though about a column that provoked a really intense response, whether that was a backlash or it was praise. What sort of nerve did you touch? Oh, goodness. What are the ones that make people really, really cross? Well, most of them. I mean, I try and always make people cross. Um, if I write columns that make nobody cross, then I haven't tried hard enough. I've been sort of too bland. And the, the, the most recent one that I did, I'm, I'm annoyed that people aren't crosser. I wrote something saying that this, our, our obsession with creativity is absolutely moronic. Um, that you know, every company will say we all need to be creative, you know, even if you work in the insurance business or something that's inherently un uncreative. Um, and that's just nonsense. Um, creative people have no place in corporate life, um, full stop. And I thought that every, um, everyone would be furious, but um, most people seem to agree with me, which was rather annoying. So tell us why you feel so strongly that creative people have no, no place there. I mean, I think that... Most companies are good at what they do, mm -hmm. and successful companies right. are good at what they, what they do, and they need to find a way of going on doing right. that, yeah. although tweaking it. Okay. So this idea that we're all kind of, um, you know, we're all mini Steve Jobs, this is just nonsense. Um, obviously, we don't want to be stuck in the muds forever, but, right. but change, is, change is small and continuous, yeah. and for that you need people who are intelligent mm -hmm. and conscientious. Okay. So your job has allowed you to obviously write about lots of different people and obviously meet lots of people. Mm. Um, is there someone who really stands out over your long career? Um, 
Oh, well, <laughs> the person who I enjoyed meeting most in a way was Russell Brand. Uh, um, so not really a business person at all. I mean, I enjoyed meeting him in, in inverted commas. He is, of course, a complete nightmare and more of a narcissist even than Bill Clinton um, <laughs> in his need for love. Um, but it was just a very weird couple of hours, so I thoroughly enjoyed that. So were you doing a lunch with him? Is that I was doing a lunch with him, okay. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so what was the most surprising thing you learned about Russell Brand that day, besides the fact that he was a narcissist? Um, I think, yeah, I mean, it sort of relates to that. I think his need for love, uh, he, uh, while, while we had lunch, everybody in the restaurant wanted a selfie with him. Mm. And what I noticed watching him give all these selfies was his need for that was greater than theirs. Mm. And I thought that was quite yeah. weird and interesting. And has there been a, a senior manager who's really stood out because they were so effective at what they did? Um, no. And, and I <laughs> don't... Sad. No, I don't think it is sad because you wouldn't know that when okay. you're interviewing. I mean, mm. the, the job of... Managing is different to the job of giving a, giving a good interview. Most mm. of them know how to give a good interview. Yeah. Although, mm. um, I think uh, few of them know how they're coming across, weirdly. Mm. And if you sit there and go, gosh, aren't you marvellous, aren't you clever? They don't see you coming at all. And they just go on and on and on <laughs> telling you how marvellous they are, which, of course, makes great copy. Okay. So one of my personal favourites of yours is, I'm going to call them the Annual Guff Awards. <laughs> and I guess for those who don't know what that is, these are the prizes <sighs> to companies and individuals who have shown, and I'm going to have to quote you on this one, the greatest flair in butchering the English language or in talking through their hats. Yeah. Um, so what are some of the best ones that you've awarded in that category? Well, I think... I mean, most jargon, there are lots of reasons for jargon, yeah. but one of the biggest re reasons is euphemism. So yeah. we use sort of stupid language yeah. when we don't want to tell the truth. Yeah. And the biggest cause for euphemism is when you're firing people. Yeah. And my all-time favourite was um, EY, who got rid of a lot of people yeah. and then said, we look forward to strengthening our alumni network. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so disingenuous. Yes, you yes. don't even know where to begin yeah. on that. Um, so finance and business are rife with jargon and cliches. What is uh, on your blacklist and what are your pet peeves when it comes to those? I think my pet, uh, well, I've got two pet peeves. Deliver. Mm. I've lo I mean, I've lost the battle on both of them, but deliver. I mean, there is a rule about delivery. You can only do it if you've got a van. You can deliver your groceries, you can de right. deliver your sofa from John Lewis. You cannot deliver improvements. So there's that. And then my old favourite yeah. from a long time ago is still my favourite, which is going forward. Oh, yeah. I bet there's been a lot of going forward in this conference. <laughs> <laughs> going leaders forward. aren't one of your pet peeves. <laughs> um, so since you're also the FT's agony aunt and you're a management columnist, um, what's the best piece of advice you have for senior managers? I don't think I'm going to be really, really spiteful and say it's yeah. not like that. Okay. It's not like that. If there was a best piece of advice yeah. for senior managers, then I could be a senior manager and so could you. I mean, yeah. it's, it's just not like that. I mean, yeah. I guess my best piece of advice is it's really, really, really difficult. Because yeah. when you're trying to, when you're managing, what you're actually doing mm -hmm. is getting people to do something that they wouldn't want to do otherwise. And that mm -hmm. is a very hard job. Yes, and you're under so much pressure from shareholders. And, yes. And so all of the advice is so yeah. platitudinous. Mm -hmm. It's sort of, you know, never stop learning or always listen. Or you just think this is ridiculous. So I'm not going to fall into that trap. Good. <laughs> Thank you for chatting today, Lucy. It's been a great pleasure. Not at all. The pleasure is mine. It's been wonderful talking to you, Lucy. Thank you so much for sharing your insights today. And thank you for watching.
Copyright 2016 CFA Institute. This program is designed to give accurate and authoritative information in regard to the subject matter covered. It is distributed with the understanding that CFA Institute is not engaged in rendering legal, accounting, tax, investment, or other expert advice. If legal advice or other expert assistance is required, the services of a competent professional should be sought.